Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Engage! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the season wrap-up, season one. TNG is in the Before books. Before you yes. know it, season one's over already. That's right. There you go, my friend. It went by really fast. It did. Yeah. It did. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Season one. Yeah. And the funny part about it is the show's only going to get better. Uh, I am That's Lieutenant- the best part about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, we are the, uh, the name of the podcast is Door Trek, as you know. If you've never heard us before, we watch and review each episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a lot of fun. It's a blast just to do. Yep. I am uh, Lieutenant Commander Bob France. I'm Lieutenant Commander Dennis Black and Asian. I'm Lieutenant Commander Jenny Zell. I'm Lieutenant Commander Ben McCormick. And I'm Lieutenant Commander Johnson, baby. Just Johnson. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson, Jack. Johnson and Johnson. And uh, I don't know like, what we really want to do for the wrap-up. I mean, we could just kind of highlights, lowlights. Right. And, I mean, yeah, just kinda... and kind of, like, I would think, give our impressions of who we think these characters are at this point. Because mm-hmm. I think it kind of conflicts with the, the general way. Like, after watching this first season, I have a different view of the characters than I did from having seen the whole series. Right, right, right. And the movie. The second go-around is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, feel free to kind of, uh, you know. Well, for example, Picard. Yes. I think we've ridden Picard pretty hard for, you know, basically being a coward. Well, we have. We <laughs> yeah. have. Blow it right. up. But, uh, you know, because I, I don't really remember from when I watched the show as a kid and seen it in syndication, him trying to surrender so much and trying to <laughs> right, blow up the ship right. and separating the saucer it's and a running away. It's like. Good Lord, what were they trying to establish as Picard here? I think it, it goes, I think the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, they're trying to distance themselves as much as possible Go against the from green. the original series. Yeah. Exactly. Which is weird, though, because they recycle so many episode premises. Which is weird. Like, even the season finale is somewhat recycled of Space Seed a little bit. The to idea of unfreezing people. Right, well, and also Balance of Terror. Yeah. With the first contact Kirk had with the right. Romulans. Yeah. Uh, but, I th- uh, but, but it went a completely different way. In, in both, 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 both aspects, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe that was their way of doing it, is that, hey, we're going to recycle that premise, but here's how our guys would deal with it. Right. Which kind of right. makes sense, but I mean, when you watch the original series, okay, you think, you have the captain. Right. You've got the science officer. You've got your doctor. You've right. got your, your chief engineer. Mm-hmm. You've got all these people that are kind, you know, the helmsmen, you know. I mean, these are their jobs. And you can name them, you know, what, whatever position they had. You know, right. Bones is the doctor, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. In TNG, they don't do that. No. Like, they, right. make, they almost make it a point with Argyle, yeah. and they have, like, a There's a rotation. Cast. So it, that's the kind of, so you, you can see this, how they, they, they kind of branch out, and they're trying new things, and they're doing new things. Right. You know, they have a ship's counselor. Who cares? Why would you need a counselor? Yeah. Grief counselor. It makes no sense. Yeah, when when Picard separates the saucer and blows it up, you have somebody there to console the families. But you you wouldn't think about having that in the original series. So it just kind of seems like a a kinder and gentler Star Trek. I think maybe they're trying to establish that, okay, in Kirk's time, it was a little more rugged. They were kind of out there, and they didn't know what they were going to find more so than in Picard's time. They have an established territory that they're going to patrol. They're going to do some exploration as well and make contact, but now they can bring families along. You know, it's kind of like a, they pick up an, a base and they're going to move it around to different places to explore, whereas the original Enterprise was just kind of out there on its own. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, while the original ship was, a, you know, on a mission of exploration, right. Right. it was still very heavy military. Yeah. 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 It was a very Spartan design. It was, you know, armed, no families, third of the crew are women, so they don't get in the way, and you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. But again, I think it's a kinder, gentler Star Trek. Right. Like they're doing all they can to kind of distance themselves from the original series, but they still, you know, Roddenberry's involved and they have the Star Trek name on it. Right. And that's really, you know, the kind of main thing. Because again, the revolving cast, right. you know, all these unnecessary, like the stupidest thing to me is the counselor. Like again, why do you need a counselor? Yeah. Well, we had three seats on the bridge. And- yeah, but I mean, somebody, I mean, somebody else could sit there. Put data in there. Yeah, I mean, it just seems kind of dumb. Like, what, I don't. What exactly is their purpose? Like, I would think as a show purpose, or something like that, is to explore characters more deeply and find out their motivations for why they would do something. Like, but shouldn't mm-hmm. that be done just in you know better writing? Or yeah, through interaction <laughs> right. with other people, <laughs> or, like some kind of conflict. But see, I don't think they ever wanted to have a lot of conflict between Rod the crew Berry's, members. Roddenberry's big rule was that there wouldn't be any internal conflict. Yes. Right. We mm-hmm. we've evolved beyond that. Yeah, because you would like maybe on a normal. Vessel or or any other story besides Star Trek. The first officer and the captain would argue a lot behind doors. The captain would say, right. well, "We're going to do this," and you know, Riker should say, "Well, captain, can I talk to you for a minute?" And they go behind closed doors and they kind of bitch it out. And Riker kind of or Picard well, I mean, gives his explanation. They for would why do, do things it. like that, but because of the no conflict rule, it would be you know, you know, captain, can I see for a minute? Very well, number one. You go into the room and it's I disagree with you. Yep. You're making a valid point, but here's my point. Well, that also is a valid point. Yeah. Let's go back to the bridge. Yeah. Okay. It's not like <laughs> Battlestar Galactica where you have, you know, Commander Adama and Ty. Uh, what it, I can't remember his name. Right. Exactly. Saul but his, Yeah, Saul Ty. They were, you know, just bunt heads the whole time. That's and Ty always had his own agenda of what he wanted to do. And Adama had his agenda of, you know, protecting the fleet or whatever. But it's not that way in Next Generation. Next Generation Everybody no. just kind of is like, okay, Picard's the man. We'll We're do what follow he whatever he says. Yeah. We'll now, voice our objections, but once he says, you know, shoots us down, then that's it. Yeah, well, he's got the last word, and that's it. A couple of things, though, is that, one, the joke in the 80s was that, you know, when this was still first season, it was the new Star Trek, and we would say, you know, oh, no, there's danger approaching the ship. Let's have a conference. Yeah. yeah you know, and, lots and of conferences. Always <laughs> with, con- well, let's talk it through. Well, yeah. No, we react. You know, you're all, you're, all the key people who are in the conference are on the bridge. Just talk about it on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's and, not like you need to have secure, like, uh, can't be can't have people listening in. Right. Because you know? I think the first thing, anytime Kirk encounters something that Blow he doesn't up. know, shields up, <laughs> phasers on the ready. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Picard yeah. is like, oh, open I, hailing frequencies. I wonder if this is just kind of a reflection of the era in which the shows were recorded. Like, this in the 60s, you know, we were kind of, you know, in this big thing with the Russians. Yeah, and, duck know, and we were, cover. Yeah, we were afraid that... <laughs> You know, we might be at war any day, and by the 80s, it was like, eh, no big deal. Yeah. You know, we're kind of patching right. it up a little bit, and, you know, the whole thing with the, the counselor, you know, that's when people really started going to therapy and doing that sort of thing. And Makes sense. Getting a little bit more in touch with their emotions and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So It was a touchy-feely Star Trek for a touchy-feely America. It really was. Yeah. It, it is. It's a, it's a kinder and gentler and kind of... I don't want to say not PC, not PC at all, but more evolved almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of seems like as opposed to shields on the you know shields up, phasers on the ready. It's more hey, let's let's talk this out and see what we can come up right. with. Right, but it's funny too because all the aliens that they encounter also kind of have that same mentality. Yeah, like I would love to see, you know, them kind of run into a more kind of gung ho adversary. Would you start they, shooting? And when they finally do, I mean. Starfleet gets warped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? We, we do see that in, in later series. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, like, you know, the kind of kind of touchy-feely aspect of the uh, of Starfleet, when they run into the Borg later on, I mean, they get smoked. 
Yeah. And it's weird that you don't see kind of there's not that a reaction. Well, one there's thing, not a change in policy. It's still Picasso. Walk it out yeah. with uh, Riker. Had I mean Riker? My goodness, Roddenberry had like a lot of control in the early part yeah. of this and of, you can of, tell. The, of the first season. Yeah. As much as I love the fact that Gene Roddenberry gave us Star Trek, if you look at it, it was the further he was. It might have been a bug or something. <laughs> Spider. Bob's wife is messing with a wasp. (laughs) 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 But you were saying. Well, it seemed that the further Rodberry got from the series, the better the series was. Right. And it seems like, too, yeah, the farther Roddenberry gets from the franchise as a whole, the better. The better it is. Yeah. Because, like. Uh, Riker. Who is Riker after this first season? I have no clue. His character is so stifled because he can't really express himself because he just has to kowtow to Picard, basically. Right. He's yeah. the creepy drunk guy that spends yeah. a lot of time on the holodeck. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I think you don't know a lot about any of the characters at this point. Because no. Like Data? We have some information on Data. Yeah. We have some information on Picard, right. obviously. Yes, well, he's the captain. Wesley, you know, we know he's special. Uh, we know way too much about Wesley. Yeah. I hate Wesley. I mean, way, but way But, like, Worf, we know he's a Klingon. Kind of. Jordy, he's the first one. We know Jordy's blind, and he sees the world, and all these flashes he's a black of light. dude. Yeah, he's black. <laughs> right. That's the thing. You don't really know a lot about any of the characters. No. The, and the weird part is they always try to push Star Trek The Next Generation later on as, like, a character-driven show, because you have all these characters, all these different kind of personalities. All this. Right. But in the first season, you don't really get that at all. No. Right. It's very kind of... It's very... It's, it's linear. It's very shallow. Well, it's, it's new. They, they had to get it out there. You know, and honestly, I don't think, you know... They knew what they were doing initially. No, I mean you, it had to find its its its, it's footing. Footing, and uh, I, I think this laid the groundwork because a lot of the things mentioned in this, you know, there's several times that things that are established here, like problems with the holodeck, um, the last episode with conspiracy, the ooh, the mystery of the missing colonies, right. the Romulans coming back. I mean, these things are going to you know ex- expand in later episodes in later seasons. Mm-hmm. And, and set up some major story arcs, but it was just at this point, you know, like well, what? Okay, we was, were happy. We were happy to have Star Trek again. It's a yeah, and you can tell. And there's a lot of aliens of the day, yeah. and this, that, and the other thing. And so basically, you're saying that because they thought fans would be happy just to have Star Trek back, they didn't put a lot of effort into story writing and no, character I think development. They, I think they were they were really trying to put a lot of effort, but nobody knew how to write Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, Roddenberry that wasn't did, Kirk and right. Spock and McCoy. This that was supposed to be new Star be Trek, and yeah. it wasn't going to be you know the studio, you know dictating oh there should be American flags in this episode like they did with you know the original series. Yeah. They you know had this like gosh all right we we've got this vision that Roddenberry has. We're trying to write it. It's got to be Star Trek, but it has to be different than the original. It has series. to be different enough. And I think the way they like I said the way they went about that was. You know, character titles. Yeah, and not just character titles, but rape gangs. Yeah. Oh yeah, rape. Yeah. Gangs. <laughs> right. Lots. Lots of rape. Oodles. So much rape. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way they did it, as opposed to having your your typical, you know, communications officer, your science officer, your right. engineer. It was just kind of like a rotating cast of people. Anybody could do yeah. any job. Yeah, basically. Anybody, it's the way it was, and they're all utility players. Yeah. No one specializes. Yeah, exactly. Who, who's the science? They, officer? Uh, it's the money ball. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had a science officer. They, they don't. Didn't. No. I mean, data's operations. They had guys in but blue shirts, does. but you know. 
I mean, like, David well, does like, what a science officer does, but he's not the science officer. Yeah, he's not wearing a blue shirt. Like when Yar was around, Yar was tactical. What was Worf? Worf was just a guy. Uh, he was like a propulsion specialist. Huh? Just, <laughs> yeah, Honestly, that that was like the official. He was like propulsion specialist. He was a propulsion specialist. Yeah, it sounded and like a BS job. It, it was. But he's not. Yeah, he's not engineering. But they never go to engineering. Right. Your propulsion specialist. Yeah. Yes. Don't go check the engines and out. And then Jordy is the helmsman. <laughs> right. So what was Data? Data was operations the manager too, but he was uh, he was also at the helm a lot. Well, no, he was operations manager. He's, and he it was operating. The, the 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 control and navigation is on the right side. If you're sitting in the captain's chair, data side was the ops console. Okay. That's kind of like, that uh, was like mission operations. Yeah, because like in the original series. You know, Sulu kind of drove. Right. Sulu right drove. Side, and, and Chekhov was. The navigator. Right. Okay. It's like you oh, he was the navigator. Yeah. If you I go, thought it, he was the little torpedo guy. Nope. Sulu did the torpedo guy. He oh. was a driver and a torpedo guy? He was driver See, and but torpedo in, in guy. in TNG, you have two people to do that job. Well, yeah. obviously, yeah. you have to have two people to do it on TNG because the guy driving's blind. So you can't <laughs> to shoot. So you got to get the chick to uh, shoot the missiles. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, Jordy really is kind of like blinking. You know, from <laughs> yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Hey, He's like shooting in the wrong direction. <laughs> All right, just drive the vessel. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but I, I, I just kind of got a, a very different feel of the characters than I remember them being because you have obviously six more years of think, episodes. Now, do you think that's a little like uh, like cynicism or, you know, the, the way that you're watching the show now for Dork Trek in a comedy kind of fashion is different? No, I just uh, – because – you know, I don't. When I watch the episodes and in, in preparation for our reviews, I don't look at them like, "Oh, I can make fun of that." Or right. That looks, oh, right. that looks you know funny or whatever. I just kind of, I, I try to take the blinders off and just view it as a TV show. Yeah, as a TV show, and then what makes sense and what is just dumb. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, when the first first time you watch the show, you're like, "Ooh, ah!" But now you're yeah, like, but I was. You start questioning things. Mm-hmm. I was like ten. First time I watched it, so <laughs> exactly. And now you're watching it as an adult, and you're like, yeah. "Why don't they just do it this way? It's a lot easier." Yeah. You know, well, you also have to do that for dramatic purposes, for conflict and all that other jazz. Right. My my main feeling from season one is, and I've said it on the show, is is Worf is the lack of interest yeah. in a Klingon. The first Klingon. The first Klingon in Starfleet, and Ben is the, the biggest Star Trek fan in the whole world. Biggest one I know. And you hate Klingons, yeah. right? Being an original series guy, right? They didn't really go into that. And the one episode they did, they spend ten minutes finding the Klingons, and then it's over just like that. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that was the only real mention of, "Hey, we got a Klingon on board of this vessel." <laughs> well, see, this though follows up with your uh, assessment that it was make it different than the original series, right? Worf is on the bridge. How different than the original series can, can you, you be? Get? Yeah. Well, I mean, gotta, and we're right. not—we're not even going to notice it. Original series, completely normal. I guess the parallel would be Spock was the Vulcan. You know, he was the obvious alien on the mm-hmm. as a main crew the member, other. right? Yeah. And there was a lot of focus on Spock in the original series. They wanted—they wanted, they wanted on, to, on uh, Next Generation. Yeah, Worf is the obvious alien, the obvious but, uh, you know non-human mm-hmm. main character. But they never talk about it, but and they see, never really Data is the Spock. Exactly, yeah, Data is the right. Spock right. character. Yeah. But yeah. we've gotten used, to, you know. But you have to have a Spock character in every series. Yeah. But we're used to Spock now. You know, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, there's there's the unemotional, you know, doesn't get the jokes guy. But but you know, but, but again, now, but as a fan of the show, when you're watching it mm-hmm. and you see 
you know, the first time you lay eyes on Worf and you see him, you're like, oh my God, there's a Klingon on on that. Like, he'll see and you would there. expect exactly. you would expect that cultural differences would cause him to have conflicts with other people, but obviously right. the rule of restricting conflict among crew members right. kind of stifles his character development. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think they, the writers were just trying to play it off to show that it was just like, oh no, it's but it's such a weird thing to play perfect. off. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Jordy's there, and Jordy's comic relief. Yeah. In the first season, he's a he's job. a smart ass. Yeah. You know, he's a smart alecky guy. Him and Data kind of have like a weird like Abbott and Costello exactly. thing going on where, you know, he's got to explain everything to him. And then, hey, Jordy! Yeah. <laughs> Teach him painting. And then you've got, you know, Wesley that's just the know-it-all. Yeah. Yes. Hate that and see, I was thinking, you, you were 10 when this came on. Yeah. I, I'm like a year older than Will Wheaton. So, you know, it was roughly, you know, his age. So, you know, you, it's like, why is he there? Little bastard. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, I, I'd been a, a, a Trekkie my, as far back as I can remember. So when I'm going into this episode, I've already read, or into the season, I've read everything. I've watched Entertainment Tonight for the exclusive behind-the-scenes <laughs> look at the new Jesus Star Christ. Trek series. Ooh, you know. I've gotten every Starlog magazine at the local grocery <laughs> store and drugstore. It's like, oh, there's pictures of they're, – they're pouring the, uh, the fiberglass that's going to be the whole of the new Enterprise. So your, your expectation of the next generation was, was like Mary Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, you know, John Tesh said that there will be a Klingon on the bridge. John Tesh. <laughs> now, do you remember – Will Wheaton being in like Tiger Beat magazine from TNG? You know, I like, was like he was yeah. in like the you know the kid magazines. Yeah. You know? See, but I don't remember that mainly because um, I like girls. <laughs> so there was. Are you sure? You know, I didn't really you know have the subscription to, to Tiger Beat. Well, but um, I do remember. See, I remember uh, Will Wheaton from Stand by Me. Yeah, and that was the thing going into first season. Your biggest stars. Were like LeVar Burton and Will Wheaton. Yeah. Right. Because America Roots. had not heard Denise of Denise Crosby. She'd been in like soap operas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. Okay. Yeah, right. but I mean, she's pretty well. And Frakes had been in North and South. Yeah. And, you know, his big claim to fame was he was married to Laura from General Hospital. And more people knew who she was yeah. than, you know. Yeah, but Will Wheaton and LeVar Burton were the two most famous people on the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So you think the show would be about them? them? To yeah, some they bring the star power. Because, I mean, LeVar <laughs> Burton, I mean, he was in Roots, for God's sakes. Yeah. And that was like a huge yep. television event. I mean, granted, it had been some years later, but I mean. Well, I mean, concurrent with Next Generation, he was already doing Reading Rainbow. Yeah. And, I mean, not to compare Reading Rainbow with Roots, but both were big chunks of America's, you know, TV memory. Totally. And then, you know, Will Wheaton, he, like I said, he was in Stand By Me. He was in Secret He was a big name. He was a big name. Yeah. And, and he kind of lives up to his billing, I guess. He, there are a lot of episodes about him. He's always kind of around. He's always doing something where Jordy's got these weird goggles on. Right. I think, <laughs> I think LeVar Burton just had a shitty agent. Yeah. At some point, like, yeah, hey, you're a big star, but we're going to put you here and we're going to throw these goggles on. I wonder how much he got guy. paid. I don't know. Compared to the other actors. Well, by the end of the first season... I think I read uh, it was one and a half million dollars per episode for who? the budget. Oh, for the entire for show. The, oh, for wow. each episode by the end of the season were, was running a million and a half. Yeah. And you got to think 1988, 1987, 1980 when that's first crazy. season was. Right. That's crazy money. Mm-hmm. For, uh, and this show did not have network backing. Yeah. Paramount was, was self-syndicating this out. They built a network of, of stations that would you know, have first access to the show. Yeah. And that had never been done before. But the ratings for TNG were good. I mean, they were. Oh yeah, they, I mean that was big. the thing. Paramount was making money hand over fist on this thing. There were uh, 
network station or network affiliates that would actually bump the network show and show Next Generation instead. Yeah. And then show yeah. the network programming because they knew they would get more big. ratings for uh, TNG. TNG was, I mean, you know, the first season, it was nice. It's just nice to see Star Trek. You know, that, it's that was the big thing. We had the movies. You know, I think it was up to a four at this point. Yeah, probably. We, had, yeah. we didn't have five. Five didn't come out until 89. Yeah. So we had just had four. Four was hugely successful. The whale one. Um, nah, the one I still don't know why. It's stupid. Because it was set in, it, it had time travel. It was in 1986. Stop we messing can, with time. We can, don't F with time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, man. Hate it. Where'd those glasses come from, man? San Francisco, 1986. But, um, and only the really big dorks are going to go into they that. They don't understand but, it. <laughs> we had the original series. We went through the 70s on reruns. Yeah. You know, we got our movies. Let's good, get, some good, some let's bad. Let's get tricked back on TV. And then it came back. And now it's I'm surprised like, it's not back on TV now. With the huge success of the Abram film. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Abram no. film made like $400 million. It would be really sweet to get a new show. I mean, I'm surprised there's not Trek like, on like TV Like, you look now. at, like, uh, the Star Wars. They put out their three new movies, the prequels. Right. And then they pretty much jumped into their little cartoon, The Clone yeah. Wars. Well, see, and that no, thing is cartoon. huge. Yeah, it's doing mm-hmm. great. Well, kids love that. Like, why can't they do a Star Trek cartoon? There was Star yeah. Trek, though, on television from 1987 to 2000, until yeah. 2005, nonstop. The kids who are like there were 10, 11, 12 right series. now, yeah, they were. don't know Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. there's like three that's shows running That's a market right there. That's why it's on Netflix. And I will say this. I but tweet, they're not going to be able to relate to it as well as I, we do. I tweeted this the other day. Uh, whoever put Star Trek on Netflix is a genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because now <laughs> it's back in the kind of cultural, you know. Oh, yeah. It's back in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Right. Because people watch it all the time. Like last night I was on uh, Get Glue because I love it's my Get Glue mm-hmm. is my favorite social networking um, tool. I was on Get Glue and I'm watching TNG on a Friday at 10 o'clock at night and there are 27 other people on Get Glue. It's right. like that would never happen. Right, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Star Star Trek is back in a big way, and I'm thinking, where is the next show? Where's we the next need, show coming? They got to be coming out with one. I mean, I think the break was, you know, the Abrams the Abrams idea kind of relaunched, and Abrams is a huge name in television. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you throw a J.J. Abrams name on a TV show, unless there's black people in it, which blacks black black spy proved, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're gonna Sam. get you're gonna get Race. at least so two seasons out of it. Yeah. Right, but I'm just <laughs> you saying, know, unless it's Black Spies, and it's going to be canceled instantly. Man, that was a good show, Wait, man. Black people in Paris Which, kissing? For the people who, spies? Don't, who don't know, yes. Black Spies is Undercovers. Yes. <laughs> right. It's a show that J.J. Abrams produced called Undercovers that was on NBC. It was a good show. And it was two good-looking African-American people. Very smooth. Yeah. That did spy-type things. It yeah. wasn't a spy-heavy show. It was but more there were spies, just a yeah. gadgety kind of fun They're kind of like, uh, it's like Black Mission Impossible. I, I looked at it as almost Black Chuck. Yeah. Black you know? Chuck? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Black yeah. Chuck. But it's not, a, it's not like, Chuck's goofy, but this one but is, it is cool. No, this no, one was, it was kind of goofy, It was kind of goofy. It had was a goofy it? moment. Yeah. I mean, I that was my turn off about it. I, I wanted it to be good. I want a good black spy show. Why can't we have a good black spy show? Well, uh, that was a good black but, spy no, show. There was I Spy. That was that does it count. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a long time ago. <laughs> but the well, point of it is, though, I mean, if you throw got a, one, if you throw JJ Abrams' oh, name, we get on, one. I, I it sells. It, it'll sell. The guy is such a heavyweight when it comes to TV that if you if JJ Abrams produces this on some level, yeah, because at this point mm-hmm. now he is the master of the Star Trek. Th- universe. There is talk of an animated series. They need to do it. Well, it's like, like you know, you like might go into it like after the next movie or but something. But even yeah. the next movie's taking too long to 
to come yeah, out. It's been delayed by another year. Yeah, because well, Abrams is making his other films. It's like let's get this thing going. You made four hundred million bucks, and you can pretty much guarantee you'll make two fifty right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Well, see, and then though, look at the production values though on the movie though. It's fantastic. Exactly. Are you going to be able to pay for that every week? And that's, that's why true. when you look at it's easier to do now than it was yes, but twenty five years yeah. ago. I mean, that's the thing though. Is when, I mean, look Next at Enterprise. when Next Generation came out, the special effects every week on Next Generation were insane compared to what everything else. And they and got like, con- and they got better. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they it were kept constantly working. I mean, as technology advanced, whatnot. But look at what's on TV now, and they're going to have to have that same jump. Yeah. For it to be Star Trek and for it to be good Star Trek. You know what's funny is uh, I was reading the show notes for. Um, one of these episodes, and they're talking about what they use for special effects because they obviously didn't have a whole lot of computers and, and right. stuff like that right. to generate right. these special effects. Like you remember in Arsenal of Freedom when Riker got kind of frozen by the little yeah. the little drone there. Uh-huh. I guess what they used to generate that special effect was like this pom pom that had a weird like color and like <laughs> when you shook it in the light, it created this light effect That's right. cool. they use that for that for some kind of explosion they just kept reusing this little pom-pom to generate all these special effects <laughs> well, no, I mean, like people don't think about that these the days the transporter effect yeah. Yeah. was glitter and water exactly yeah. getting you know spun around yeah you do that nowadays people are like oh well, I need to go into Avid and you know Adobe and create this effect using right. blah, blah 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 these people were working with you know mm-hmm. raw it was, materials it was practical <laughs> well, it takes the, but it, right. it, I mean I think to some extent the computer stuff takes the creativity out of it, it right yeah. I mean, it was when, real though yeah when you're watching but it makes it cheaper yeah it, do, it does make it cheaper but it, 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 it's, it's like more watching the original Star Wars movies exactly you, know, you can see potatoes those rocks are potatoes coming at you yeah you well, like even Yoda you know you see the little Yoda puppet, and he looks so much more real than this little CGI yeah. thing that they created. The CG background. And I even say, yeah. Yeah, I've always said that it's got to be tougher for the actors because if you're an actor, you're used to act. You've probably started in plays and shit like that, even back in high school. And there's like real sets, and it's tangible, mm-hmm. and it's real, and right. you mm-hmm. can see. And there's yeah. real actors. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if you're you know an actor now in sci-fi, you know it's okay. Well, you have to react. To a, a tennis ball, a, a tennis ball, or a dinosaur <laughs> coming at you. Where right. is it? Yeah. Well, it's going to be right here that we're going to put in later. Is well, it? no, that, that's the tennis yeah. ball. They they put a tennis ball on a stick and hold it up and go. That that that's the dinosaur's nose. Yeah. Look, look at the tennis ball <laughs> and we'll we'll fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but I I just think they're you know, and again, I but I guess there is Star Trek on TV now with Netflix. Right. Yeah, but a new show would be nice. But see, this is this is letting it. It's it's letting it. There's breathe. no new content. Is you, what you gotta you gotta saying. let it build up because we did three seasons. That was the set from '69 until '79. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not counting the '74 animated series, which is also on Netflix. And is is it canon? That's the question. Eh, all right. Yeah, you know, I I, I would say. Uh, you know, the, the whole idea of a 50-foot Vulcan kind of scares me. Um, <laughs> the idea of uh, the crew beaming over and they had uh, life support belts that put like a thin force field over them so they could breathe without a spacesuit. That That's kind of pushing it, and that goes yeah. contrary to – so there, there was enough inconsistencies. I would say no, Okay, but it, it's a nice diversion. Okay. Th- that's my personal thing. I mean, and you know, I'll get hate mail or it's whatever, fun, and that's whatever. fine. No, you won't. I know, because nobody cares. <laughs> you know what I think the reason why there's no new Star Trek? Because people are scared to fail. Yeah. Like, there's so much garbage out there right now mm-hmm. as far as TV shows and everything. Like sci-fi like specifically. But Star Trek, by a lot of its followers, is sacred. 
and nobody wants to take the risk to go out there and put out a new show and put a new spin on it because they're afraid right. the nitpickers are going to get offended. Well, and if, we will. And, and the thing yeah. too is but, that, I mean, you've got to be willing to accept that and create a new kind of genre of Star Trek. As much shit as people give the Twilight movies and all that stuff – when you have like oh the vampire, I mean you get you have to get if you're a writer, yeah. you're a creative person by nature, you have to get bored, kind of saying like well I'm going to write a vampire book. Well your vampires can only do this. Right. It's like well no why? And yeah. they glitter. And I mean granted I, they take it to a total extreme, but I mean they're they're doing it for their audience. Right. I mean you know little mm-hmm. girls want to see cute guys glitter. I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it, but that's what chicks are into. And even some older women want to see like you know. <laughs> You know, jailbait boys glitter for no reason. Yeah, or take their shirts tracks. off and but, run but around like wolves. But it's got to be hard to kind of write within the, I, I guess, the constraints of your right. fan base. Yeah. It's even like talk to people about Enterprise. Even Star Trek fans about Enterprise. And you're split. Oh, that show sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man, that show great. I mean, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. But, I mean, you talk to Star Trek fans like, no, nah, it's yep. terrible. I'd like to have seen a couple more seasons. Yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know, they're never going to make, like, an Enterprise movie, but it would no. be fun to think about if Enterprise became, yeah. like, the new Trek, because they're similar in vain. Right. You know, they got kind of cut off quickly, but I guess there wasn't the outcry when Enterprise got canceled. I mean, there was to some extent, but... But not, no. You know, you know what's weird? I think um, Star Trek fans would be more amenable to another movie, like, if another movie came out that wasn't J.J. Abrams or whatever. People hate the Abrams verse, too, though. You know why? Because it's not... The Kirk they know. Yeah. yeah like, they wouldn't mind if Kirk. Shatner and Nimoy and, you know, all these guys came back and did another movie. They, would, they would go watch that rather than see another Abrams movie. And some are dead. Or they would rather see, yeah, some are dead. But, like, if they did a Next Generation movie, tried to reboot it or whatever, like, I'd I watch had the that. idea of doing a Stargazer series with, uh, what's his name, Tom Hardy, who played uh, the clone in yeah, Nemesis. Right. Yeah. Like, that would be pretty cool to do kind of a... Uh, a series or a movie about Picard as a young commander well, they on have the Stargazer. They have Titan. There's like an online mo- move. Right. I don't know yeah. why. I but try to recast that, that role. Because try to douches. recast Riker. People would go insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, to, but at the same time, too, though, I don't think the interest would be there. Because that's why they had to bring in new actors and all this stuff. Because, I mean, well, no, I mean who I, wants to see an 80-year-old man running around in, uh, in, in wool uniforms? Huffing around. Yeah, you know I mean? and, and that's understandable. <laughs> Star Trek but fans do. No, I don't to, even think they do. I mean, I think your, they do. Your, your little crowd does. But, yeah. I mean, you're talking about 4,000 people. They're small but vocal. You know? And I think the small but vocal people kind of ruin it for everybody else to some extent. Because it's just like the Abrams film. How, oh, it sucked. Well, no, just I, – I don't mind the Abrams film if they had followed established Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But everybody involved with that film were all previously freaking Star Wars fans, which is a complete – I mean, I love it's, Star it's Wars. science fantasy. But it's a completely different way of addressing right. a science fiction or science fantasy show. Mm-hmm. The, the storytelling is completely different. The action is completely different. Star Trek is about characters, interpersonal relationships – and that, that spirit of adventure and exploring. Except the first season of Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, there were still, though, interpersonal interactions, though. The character They're, all just, yeah. they're all just we, very we pleasant. Sit. Well, <laughs> Data and Jordy. They, Isn't that, we see that very friendship. superficial relationships? Yeah. We, we see the abuse, the emotional abuse between Beverly and Wesley. <laughs> where, you know, it's just like, eh. You, you know, do have, I mean, they do do a good, I just wish they would have went more into the relationship building. Because there's clearly a relationship between Picard and Crusher. 
Right. right. They, but I mean, it's it's very surface. I still remember, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all the rumors back that, in that first Wesley, season. That yeah. Wesley's his bastard son. Yeah. You know, and that was why it's all these tense moments between you know Beverly and uh, Picard is because oh, there's something in the past. They hooked up. Like it would have been great. Like later on, like it, it surfaced that there was like a a pool on the ship of people who believe that it's his son, <laughs> and they're like, come on, Captain. That's your son, right? You're like, no, he's not my son. He's not my son. He well, would you... be bald. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Captain. And not annoying. Yeah. She's going to take him on Space Mori one day and get a <laughs> DNA test. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jean-Luc Picard, you are not the father. Yes! I told you I was not the he father, He starts bitch. doing a little dance. <laughs> Suck it, Wesley. He really runs my... in the back. <laughs> get out of my face. <laughs> I told you your father's dead. <laughs> and I killed him. I mean nothing. Yeah. But it's it is. Um, but the thing that you were mentioning about you know fan Star Trek fans were upset right. that they took Star Trek and kind of made it Star Warsy. I think in order to reboot it, they had to because if you look no. at the well, yeah, look at the box office receipts for Nemesis. It's not, it's not even I, Star nobody, Warsy. I mean, nobody yeah. saw but Nemesis. You, we could have restarted. I, I and, don't have. And a they complain with, about Nemesis too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what are you looking for here? I mean, you don't want well, you no, don't I, want I don't, this, but you don't want what you had. I don't mind rebooting the series, new actors, new stories, or whatever. But just the way they addressed and the way that they presented certain points, such as with, well. Um, well, time travel. The way that, you know, oh, the the whole... Qu- I guess, I don't know the guy's name, Robert Orsi, uh, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. He's the writer. At this point now, he is kind of, because Abrams is doing his own thing, right. they kind of look at that guy, Robert Orsi, as the the brains of the star. He's the Rick new Bergman, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we hated Bergman and Braga. I know you did. On TNG. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the worst mistakes of... of Star Trek. Were you nerds suck. Under- You'd be hating a lot. Just watch the goddamn you show. You hate Klingons. But it's hard to do, well, yeah. though. You hate executive producers. We need Gene L. Coon. We need Gene Roddenberry. And we need... Hey, uh, good luck with that. DC <laughs> Fontana. You know, the original writers and producers. Mm-hmm. And that would be the only thing that would make people happy. And they'd come out with another season. We, we brought these, these writers and producers and... and Bring the actors back from the dead, and <laughs> you put out a f- the fourth season, and everything is technically accurate, and you would have half the uh, Trekkies in the world hating it. Yeah, no, you would. So, here's I mean, a, here's an idea. Why don't the Star Trek fans just like what they put out? Okay, it's, it's tough. Why don't Eagles fans yeah, you know, get a just be thankful get, they're a, putting a out new team. crap? No, it's it, 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 it's no, it's it's. If you love, if if you're a comic book fans are the same way, sports fans are the same way because right. you love something so much you make it yours, right? And it's mine, and you you know it's it's like just talk to any comic book fan that they get mad at the end of every arc for every story. You know, it's, well, oh, I, I wouldn't have done it that way. Of course you wouldn't have because I've been a Star Trek fan since 1975. One of the first color television programs I remember watching on you know in in my life is the Gary Seven episode. Where you know Enterprise has gone back to 1969 Earth or you know the late 60s and to stop the launch of this thing and Gary uh-huh. Seven's there and there's right. vivid memories of that from you know Assignment Earth. Yeah. But okay, that's so what forty some odd years or thirty some odd years of Star Trek being a major part of my life. And then this guy from Star Wars comes over, you know, I was like, oh, I used to work on Alias, and, and I do The Fringe, and, uh, and I'm pretty good with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, too, <laughs> and I... it's like, you don't know. And LeVar Burton was a Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a little bit of respect. So I can get that. I mean, just bring somebody who, 
at least has seen Star Trek but, and has a clue of but, what, how Star Trek it, episodes work. I think work. at this point, though, it's not about respect. It's about you know, money. money. And Abrams can yeah. bring in the loot. So. I, think you, I, I think, think you can do both. I think the fact that he's not a fan maybe helped him to get a fresh perspective and kind of reboot it and do it in a completely different way. You don't have to be like me. Anyway, I would never let me make a Star Trek movie because it'd be six hours. I can't of... believe we let you do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm having second thoughts about this. <laughs> I, I know. Hey, where's the, the receipt for this microphone? <laughs> I, I've, I've gone to the web page. I've seen the entry for my name. Oh yeah, there isn't one. All right. I, 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 I don't think. <laughs> so I, I think I, think he's I, think to I know where I sit. I think I know where I sit. You know, on, on the bent mic. That's fine. But hey, that's my microphone, actually. I don't talk very loud, so just, we have I, to pot you up more. I, I mm-hmm. felt special, but um, no. <laughs> so I would, like I would, Wesley. I would never let me touch a Star Trek movie because it would get too technical and too deep in the grass. Right, because you guys are nerds. And I think that's what happened with the whole with the whole series. Because people look at Star Trek, it's like yeah, it's staunchy and kind of it's a it's a it's an exclusive club you can't get into. Yeah. But you have to have some of that. Like when we were talking about on the last episode with the name of the binary star system that, you know, in the no, maps and everything. You need your sick of fans. You do. You totally yeah. do. But at the same time, too, it's like you have to cast a wide net. Yeah. And you have to bring you gotta in, loosen up. You have to bring in every – you have to bring in people to, to, to <laughs> yeah. keep your franchise kind of – But you don't have to have Klingons on the bridge. Completely unnecessary. Because, like, like <laughs> no. if, there, if there are, like, 11- and 12-year-old kids, like, right. let's say you want to get them into Star Trek, they don't care if it – uh, if it yeah. honors, you know, no, I, the original I, I, series I of Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't give a two-flying F about it, man. <laughs> All really they want to see is ships blow up and phasers And you shooting. know what? Honestly, I don't care either. The 2009 uh, movie, <laughs> I, I respect the fact that it did bring in a lot of people. And I would go ahead and say that that's probably one of the reasons that Star Trek is on Netflix right now is the success mm-hmm. of yeah. the 2009. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. I'd say that's the leading reason. Because <laughs> it's probably the only I mean, reason there were several people who had never watched Star Trek before. You know, you're aware of it or yeah. whatever, but you know, I might have seen because it on it's and, and my, my wife, boring. My wife, she has no, she has no reference to Star Trek whatsoever. That's because right. she is from a foreign. Yeah, she's from foreign yeah. land. But I mean, there's people, there's Trek? people from all over this world that watch Star Trek. We are going to see yeah. Dennis. <laughs> but we went to go see the uh, Star Trek J.J. Abrams movie. Right, she loved it. She right. thought it was a great movie. So I mean, she that doesn't mean that she's a Trekkie now. She's not. She isn't, she's not going to come with us to <laughs> Philadelphia for our convention <laughs> and right. dress up like. Deanna but she Taylor liked the like movie. She liked Star Trek. <laughs> but I, I saw plenty of people though, and people that I know are not Star Trek fans watch that movie and then go looking for Star Trek. Oh, I'd right. like to see some more That's of this. That's the whole. That's and essentially just, like my position. I mean, I I was kind of into Star Trek, but not really, you know, and. I watch the movie and I'm like, damn, I'm gonna go back and start getting into this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm And people aren't today. gonna Yeah, they're not gonna be reverse offended by well now I don't like that movie anymore because right. they didn't pay homage to, you know, Captain Kirk and now Captain Picard. I've seen people who've come to Star Trek from the two thousand nine movie and then check in with them a year later and it's like, eh, it got kinda boring. Damn, you guys fine. take it too seriously, like the super fans. Yeah. Just, yeah. But that's I, why I, I think they might as well I mean, go ahead and I, take the I lead understand and make a new T V series. Just go out there and, you know, just right. put something out there and see if it sticks. And an yeah. animated with show would market. probably be the best way to go because they can do it you fairly do so inexpensive. Yeah, but the mm. thing is, though, man, that you were saying is the super fans are easily offended. But that's that's your base. You have right. to you have to kind of keep them. I, 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 it's I, like it's like running for political office. But at yeah, the same time, yeah. that's why you don't see a Republican candidate going. 
pro-choice is cool because he's got no shot. You right. have to keep mm-hmm. your base. See, I, 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 I get that part. in new people. But like, you can I'm always saying, use your base, too. Yeah, you can. And, and I think Star Trek, maybe they did to some extent. Like I'm saying, if you have, say, the, the original TOS series, they reboot it. I can understand you gotta you gotta have a certain guidelines where it's still relatable to the original series. Like, God forbid, there's a black Kirk, you know, <laughs> fucking half of Star Star Trek fans are gonna go apeshit, right? Yeah. But like the small stuff, don't sweat it, baby. Just enjoy it because they're coming up with new ones. It might not be exactly like the original, but it's a new one. And I think that's the way it was with TNG too. But I, sometimes I think they they were doing they were using Star Trek to appeal to the base but then they were trying to make it different enough to bring in new people exactly mm-hmm. and I thought they and you know I, I thought, thought they, they did, did it really yeah. well yeah. I'm sure they did and then they separated it was a hundred years after Kirk's time it's always smart you know so it, it wasn't Kirk's time it's a hundred years later and that's why the things are so different right, right. and so any inconsistencies as and they were you know obviously they would re- refer back to the old days mm-hmm. there were races that we had met in the old days there were you know planets that we had visited yeah, Klingons. <laughs> yeah. Smelly, ignorant Klingons. <laughs> oh, yes. stop. Well, they get back to that in... in um, Anti-Klingite. And what's it called? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and even Worf mentions he doesn't like to bathe. Right. Yes, I don't like to yeah, swim exactly. because it's too much it's, like bathing. I don't like to swim, it's too much like bathing. And they get back to that in Enterprise. Because if you... I don't know, it, there, there are cl- two clear... I think there were three kind of clear visions of Star Trek at this point. There's Roddenberry's initial vision of Star Trek, what it was, what it should be, how it should always Almost be. Almost like a perfect right. utopia. And that's and that's the stuff that I think people stick to. And then there's the Berkman kind of Braga idea that a lot of the original fans aren't happy about, but they accept because it's new stuff, and time heals all wounds. Right. And then there's right. the Abrams stuff that I think a lot of people, a lot of the original and... Brega people don't dig, but they're just maybe. I don't. Maybe soon they'll be happy that it's there. Well, see, yeah. my thing with the movie is if it had been called Space Adventure Movie, two thousand nine, and had no, you know, change all the characters' names, change all the ships' names, I would have loved it. But I mean, it's basically but, it's like in comics they have the What If series. Yeah. This is right. The, right. Abrams is like, oh, mm-hmm. what if. Right. You and, know. And it made Star Trek sexy because even the Roddenberry stuff was sexy. Right. I mean, it was sexy, crazy stuff. You got, you know, a, I mean, what, it was like the first interracial kiss on television. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you have the to. pilot had a green woman dancing around, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Half naked. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and Oliver. So you have it very sexy and kind of racy. And I think, you know, a TNG kind of took that out of the mix immediately. And it was very kind of staunchy and. But I think that also represents the man that created it because, you know, as a young firebrand dude, you know, you kind of you settle with age. And maybe yeah. he settled and he made mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation a little because there are points even as a huge fan. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't remember this episode. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, exactly. I, could, I could forget it tomorrow. It's a doozer. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are some episodes that are snoozers. Yeah. Like yeah. the uh, the Edo episode. I don't remember ever seeing that episode until we watched it for this. Which one? And the one where they're on the sexy planet. Everybody's oh, running around yeah. half naked, and but they see, want to I, kill. I remember that vividly yeah. because, like I said, I'm a year older than Will Wheaton. Yeah. So when that was on TV, that was the most uh, skin I'd seen on television in a long time. It's like, <laughs> but, wow. But at the same time, too, it's totally forgettable. And there, yeah. in, in the first season, there are some to- they're There's totally There's a bunch of them. Real episodes. thinkers. There are some episodes that I thought, oh, I thought that was later in the series. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And I think you know the, the, the one with the, the Romulans. 
Angel One is a huge example of that. It's like, really, we're wasting time with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where there are some great episodes and there are some great moments. The purpose so. of that episode is basically to let Riker get his freak on. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> that's it. There's no other redeemable qualities of that episode. Well, the holodeck episode, though, with, uh, you know, Stephonic. historian Whalen <laughs> getting shot yeah. and stuff, and some of yeah. the, the very dramatic and, and you know, make you think, oh, right. what about these holodecks? What the hell is going on with that? Yeah. It was kind of cool. The holodeck was cool. Yeah. And some people hate holodeck episodes. I hate holodeck episodes. Just a waste. Don't right. even bother. The first showing of the holodeck was cool. Let me put it like that. Because I've told you guys before, holodeck episodes are fillers. Yeah. We agree yeah. on this. I think yeah. the holodeck episodes are just pointless. Yeah, but mm-hmm. not every episode can be a winner. I mean, some episodes, they just kind of got to use reuse a set from a different show and right. cool to that. save some money. I'm and cool that's kind of where a holodeck episode out, comes in. You're putting yep. out 26 episodes in this first season. Yeah. Okay. And they really didn't use the holodeck crutch that much in this first right. season. No, well, because every time they use it, something goes wrong. Something so, terrible yeah. and tragic. Happens. Yeah. Now, what was it? Real quick, because we're going to wrap it up. What was your favorite episode of uh, of the first season? Um, my favorite episode would be Data Lore. Data Lore? All right. Yeah. Jenny? Uh, Counter at Farpoint. That's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy. Conspiracy is for you. I like Data Lore. Data Lore's good? Yeah, it was cool. Two I Datas like, are cool. I like The Traveler. Really? That's yeah. your favorite of the whole yeah. first season? Because it kind of set the trend. You well, know what no I mean? It's gone before. It set it. You know I will I mean? say, seeing it this time, it's much better than I remembered it. I, just, I dig it of because course. It, it makes Wesley key because he's just some douche, and that basically changes the whole series. Yeah. That one hmm. moment. Now, what's your least favorite episode? Uh, my least favorite. Uh, it might have been the one we just saw. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, damn. I think, yeah, I, I'll go with that one. The, uh, what the hell was it? I don't even remember the name of the episode. There you go. The last uh, one. Neutral Zone. Neutral Zone. Neutral Zone. Yeah. yeah. Jenny? Um, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it was, I think we called it, I'm old, now I'm young. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh, I changed oh, my vote. I changed yeah, my vote. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, a, that was a season too long. Yeah. A season too, too short. Too, too short a season. Too short a season. An episode too long. All right. There you go. I think that seems like the general consensus. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't think of anything else. I didn't like the- That might be the worst Star Trek episode, period. That I I remember ever seeing the Benjamin Button episode. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It was so stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. But I will say this, and I think we can all agree: there's a lot of forgettable moments in uh, in mm-hmm. season one. I forgot about that episode. Yeah, there you go. That's how, <laughs> bad, <but laughs> so there you go. That's how good it was. I just and, remember that I gave it a one, and it was the first one of yeah. you know any rating in this. Yeah. And it goes to Ben's thing where there's 26 episodes, which is crazy to think about. So, you know, you see you scale it down. You see what happens. Season two, we're going to get into next. Right. Yeah. So no, I think that's a nice wrap. I'm excited but, about you know, season two. The My favorite thing about doing this podcast is the exposure to all the other kind of Star Trek things that are going on. Oh, yeah. Like the, you know, Trek.fm and all these convention things that go on. And all the the blogger uh, the bloggers and the uh, tweeters out there and it's everything fun. like that. It's just neat that there's other people who right. kind of see Star Trek through the same lens that we see it. Through. Right, yeah. like lightly. That can you take it lightly, at it, you, you know, exactly. because we we love it. And and, I, and that's what I tell people when I give out. You know, this might not be for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, our yeah. take on Star Trek is going to be a little different. And it's reverse psychology because they'll check it out. Yeah, because but we have fun <laughs> with it, and that's the most important. And I think that's the vein of the entire show in general. Have fun with it. And I think, like Manny says, I think some people get away from that. Yeah. yeah, it's just a show at the end of the day. 
I think I just ruined some people's worlds. <laughs> what? No! Ben wants to punch you in the face. Yeah. Hey, put the Klingon mask on. These are Make it easier for him. from the future. There will, but there will be no violence in here. Hey, just like in Roddenberry Star Trek, there's no interpersonal conflict. Yeah, exactly. yeah which was stupid. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, you, it, it makes for boring television. It does. And it's, it does. there are some aspects of TNG, and even if you read it online, where people say, oh, I'm going back to watch TNG, and I remember it being so good. I, I, I don't care for it. I've read several yeah. articles like that, that the, the other series to them are better because they're allowed to kind of right. have that. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get out of here. That's, yes. That's the season one wrap. We'll be back. Uh, I season two. Yeah, Our mission season continues. Two. Our mission continues. <laughs> Our mission continues. Yeah. And what are we doing? After we finish all the, the uh, seasons, we'll do the movies for yeah. TNG. We'll do all yep. the movies. Yep. So that'll be fun. Nice. And then and other we're, series. Uh, we're closer yeah. to Enterprise. And then we'll do DS9. And hopefully by the time we're done with all the stuff there'll that is completed shows. now, there'll be new shows. <laughs> yeah. A new animated series that we can watch. That'd be fun. A couple new uh, Abrams movies That'd that Ben cool. will yeah, enjoy. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Full of Klingons. Yeah. <laughs> Full of dirty Klingons. <laughs> One can only hope. So we'll be back. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, see you later. That's it.